Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Coaches Exploring the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People from a Principles Behind Clarity perspective. And uh, on this episode, we're looking at habit three, put first things first. And the first thing that jumped out at me about this habit was well, a couple of things. One is just, this is a very practical <laughs> habit, right? Like the, the other stuff is a little more philosophical, I guess. And, and this is very practical. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a, for me anyway, it was, a, I'm interested to hear how this conversation goes because of, of that and how we relate it to the principles. But um, the other thing for me is this habit itself for the last 25 years of my life has been, I don't know, one of the biggest insights or, you know, 20 years ago or whatever it was when I first read this, this, this habit gave me the insight of like, oh, this is how you get stuff done. And, uh, and it's been a huge game changer for me ever since it's, it's kind of like a blueprint for taking habit to, you know, begin with the end in mind, your vision of what you want to do. And this is the habit of how do you actually do it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's been big for me. Yeah. I was, I was kind of pleased to sort of have a quick reminder of, of you know, because here we're on habit three, but just like, let's remember though, however, you know, what habit one is, mm. you know, you're the creator, you're in charge, which sounds very much three principles to me as a, as a basic understanding. Like it's, it's yours to do or be anything if you like. And, yeah. um, and, and again, just literally bearing that in mind for every single thing that you do, Somehow your outcome is always going to be different, you know, providing you you're thinking you have you're not having a good outcomes kind of thing. Um as he, you know, exactly as he said, because if we come from there, it empowers you to say, that's an unhealthy program I've been given from my childhood, from my social mirror, from you know, speaking behind the mask, from mm -hmm. you know, and I don't like it. It gives you the power to say that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the it's the uh, the master key to get out of any prison <laughs> yeah. that you, that you've created or that's been created. You thought was created for you. you. Yeah. 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 I know I mentioned this before when when we that we first read chapter habit one the you're the creator thing, but I just every time I I read those three words you're the creator now it just is, is such a deep meaning like it's not just you are the creator of what you're going to do in your schedule this week it's not like no you you're the creator you're divine you're god you're <laughs> you create your reality um it, like you said Elaine, it's just a very powerful yeah the thing the thing it is powerful and like what I'd have liked to have seen, because as I as I read it from a let's say from a clarity perspective, it you know habit one, then habit two, then habit three, like they they still somehow there's something in the writing that sort of separates each from the other. But as I read it, it's you know I would have liked to have seen written sort of some kind of understanding because it's you know habit. Three comes from habit two, and habit two comes from habit one. Mm. 
mm. like in the reading I didn't see the connection mm. yet with my understanding of clarity they're all totally inter intertwined and connected and not necessarily sequential mm. and and that's one of the things I noticed and I'd, I'd have liked to see you know because it 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 seems to me that from habit one and when when you are the creator you're in charge and I know we're talking about habit three but it seems to have to start from here mm. um that's where insight's going to come from it's not going to come out of habit two you know the, the even the mental creation it's not going to come from there mm. because again the mental creation is after thought so so it's already if if you like as is habit 3 the second creation the physical creation the thing that you actually realize you make physically is a product of your thought processes which could you know risk contamination let's say you might not end up with what you want you know put set out like that then I, it, you know it looks to be like Kobe's got it very clear you know, how it works. And the, indeed, the examples that he gives later on certainly would point to that. But it was just, a, let's say, the way I read it because of my uh, other information from clarity, let's say. It feels like it's the... I um I think how I how I took it is it's the culmination of of the of the first and the second and and the you know without the the self awareness and where he talks about imagination and conscience without those the actualization the 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 putting the first things first aren't aren't going to be possible mm. you know because we don't we don't know what first thing is to put first so <laughs> you know you kind of need kind of need those first so for me it just feels like the, the culmination and, and when he says and it's the day in day out moment by moment doing it so it's the you know you've got the the self-awareness and realization and it's something in your conscious and then it's oh, okay this is how it comes out yeah. yeah and for me to tie it into some of the stuff from clarity it's like i think of this is this is the experience of it Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it, reveling in the experience of what gets created. Um, and then from what you were just saying, Lynn, the, uh, there's something about the moment to moment thing that you just said, just like, this is the, the, the being in the present moment of the experience and, and seeing that vision or, or whatever you're trying to create or wanted to create, how it comes to life. And navigating that and and adjusting as you go and um, taking it as it as it comes kind of thing. Yeah, and I'm I'm I kind of as I say I um, as I'm speaking I'm speaking in order of reading if you like mm. as if I haven't read the full chapter but as we go through it sure as he gets to you know speaking of the power of independent will. Mm -hmm. suddenly you know i occasionally have my biblical sort of things that the, the first words that came up to me is something about know thyself sort of mm -hmm. idea mm -hmm. and and then what just dropped into my head well yeah of course you know um 
power of independent will, in addition to self-awareness, imagination and conscious, it is the fourth human endowment. Again, pointing inside, you know, it's mm. it's there, it's an endowment, you've got it. Um, and he speaks of independent will. And then from that, you know, we're like, yeah, and if you've got that, and Jamie's little equation popped up, you know, clarity equals you minus contamination. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, yeah. Yeah. When I thought about the independent will, it was the, you know, the falling out of your thinking, finding yeah. clarity and realizing it. Oh yeah. I, I don't have to run that program or uh, live that story. Yeah. 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 It's just seeing through, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And then, it sort of sounds to me like, I mean, let's say Kobe's main theme is management. Management. We're talking about management, basically, yeah. be it business or personal management or, or what, whatever. Um, but then again, from that, there, it looked to me because later on he goes on to explain, you know, about well, the quadrant, the quadrants, and the schedules. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it looks to me that as long as that is the the first thing, rather than the scheduling or the prioritizing, mm-hmm. as long as that is your priority, as you step out on a you know on a day to day basis, moment to moment basis, then the the management of such things that will be your life or your job or your family or whatever will no longer need no priority nor scheduling because they'll be automatic i'm not sure if that actually plays out in my life exactly like that but it sounds as if you know that could be a sort of something to kind of look at in you know more depth and see if that actually happens is it is it that they'll be automatic or they would be more obvious well, there'll be more obvious. There'll be more yeah. like it's not a sort of like, well, what am I going to put on the schedule today? That seems to be like the priority. Is it the priority or the schedule that's most important? I don't know. It's like, what's what's important to my inner being? Mm. Knowing that my inner being comes from love and understanding, which will automatically also include your business partners, the people who work for you, your employees, or your own very own boss, and your family and your life and all the rest of it because it'll always come from that pet place and it looks to me that really he's pointing to that but he doesn't express it let's in this say in the same way that that, that i got it from jay mm. yeah. that's yeah. what i'm hearing what you're saying it's kind of it's yeah. you know um the automatic kind of notion is it's like once you have an insight in an area of your life the behavior, your behaviors will be automatic in relation to whatever you've had the insight on. So before this call, we were talking a little bit about my eating and stuff. So once I've had an insight into, I don't need that chocolate bar. It no longer becomes an, uh, an exercise in me wanting it and then talking myself out of having it. I just don't even want it anymore. Like it's automatic that I'm not eating that because I'm not even thinking about craving it. Um, So I think when, in the context of, this stuff, like when you have insights into your roles and goals and what you want to accomplish and into your scheduling, 
it will just automatically flow from this new paradigm of how you see the world, how you see things coming into creation, what your role in that is. Um, and that that's kind of how I re relate to what you were, yeah. you were talking about. Yeah. I highlighted here on 170, he says, um, in other words, if you're an effective manager of yourself, your discipline comes from within. So again, like inside out, Yeah, uh, it is a function of your independent will. You are a disciple, a follower of your own deep values and their source. So, you know, that the, the key things there are from within. And for me, the, the last part and their source, their source, you know, wisdom, divine intelligence, um, being guided. Yeah. I mean, this isn't uh, a really a principles related thing or clarity related, but I, I highlighted this line a little below that says the successful person has the habit of doing the things failures don't like to do. Yeah. They don't like doing them either necessarily, but their disliking is subordinated to the strength of their purpose. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah, I highlighted that too, and I highlighted that because to me that says that is the guide. You know, that's the guide. That's what's going to kind of tell you if if that's the thing to do or that's the thing to do or that's the direction to go in or that's the direction to go in. It's that, you know, um, the strength of your purpose, that's the guide. You know, what's yeah. the, what's that telling you? And, and other yeah. things, we're, you know, we're back to subtractive. The other things fall away because they don't make sense. Yeah. yeah. And it, it points to me as well about, you know, something about, you know, if you're subordinated to the strength of the purpose, their purpose and purpose is something to do with habit two, you know, beginning with the end in mind. Mm. Which, again, it's it's sort of a starting point is is before and beyond or over and beyond, if you like. Yeah. Yeah. That that little part too reminds me of you know how Jamie bangs on a lot about courage, yeah. right? Because it's it takes courage to subordinate <laughs> your things you uh, uh, your disliking of things to a greater purpose, right? So you know whether it's public speaking or uh, you know, making a video, <laughs> <laughs> making a video. <laughs> um, so it's uh, yeah, you know, courage is a big player in, in that. Yeah. And the next part, I found it hard to relate to the principles just because it does get into such a practical yeah, application of the habit with the quadrants and. Um, yeah, and me things. too. I um, I sort of kept underlining bits, and then I thought, Miff, except in parts when he kind of refers back to. Things like, you know, expect expectation and satisfaction lie in our circle of every time he points back to circle of influence, mm. it sort of made more sense to me or seemed to. And and it did sound very practical and sort of let's do this kind of thing. And I, I love the way he sort of, you know, compares and contrasts the, the four quadrants um, and, and pointing out, you know, where the best place mm -hmm. to be is although he also notices that you know not there's not one of those that is like perfect because it'll always take into account some something else sort of thing 
But I sort of stuck with it and read through it until he came to, and I'll see if I can find it. But anyway, anyway, maybe we can go on, but I'll, I'll come to it again. When again, he comes back to the, the, the fourth, did he use dimension? I can't remember what he used. Um, not the fourth quadrant, the fourth. Um, the generations, the, yeah. Gener yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's, oh, here's something's making sense here, but I'm sure we'll come to it so we can yeah. we can carry on. Yeah, because the, the third generation of time management was like a to-do list. That's it. And, and then the fourth generation is, I think it's the to-do list, but through the lens of uh, your roles and goals and, and you know, your your vision, your begin with the end yeah. of mind. Yeah. I... I like yeah, the okay. example he gave. Sorry, Lynn. No, no, go on. Yeah. I like okay. the example on page from page 177 of his wife, what it takes to say no. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I love that story. Which, yeah, I love the story too. and I love the story because I and I underlined on page 178 the as the paragraph that starts with some time ago. But she felt she felt pressurized into it and finally agreed it's the feeling follow the feeling it's the feeling that's going to give you information upon which you can act once you see it but she i'm imagining that you know i can imagine i can see the situation how many times have i said yes when i haven't wanted to yeah. and it's always been you know the thought process. Well, you know what'll they think of me? Well, you know I can't. Oh, I can't back off this. Oh, they'll think I'm a real wimp or whatever. You know, the, from the from the feeling, the thoughts, which won't usually get us anywhere because we're always trapped in some kind of misunderstanding. And then how she goes on to to say, you know, what she tried to sort of crew crew a friend into it, and the friend just kind of said, "Yeah, thanks." <laughs> yeah. Yes. But she had such a lovely uh that's what I underlined it was her response because yeah. it yeah. was so filled with with you know consideration and love and yeah. you know yeah. uh exactly. It's such yeah. a worthy undertaking. I appreciate so much you inviting me to be part of it. I feel honored by it for a number of reasons I won't be participating myself. And then the she, the his wife you know, cycles. I wish I'd said that. I wish I'd said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny when I first came across this, whatever it was, twenty years ago, I went hardcore at this at work. To like, <laughs> so I know to everything. <laughs> I really adopted the say no to stuff, and uh, I remember getting a phone call from one of our operations people. I'm like, we need you in this store in this thing, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, no. And they're like, what do you mean no? And I'm like, yeah, well, I got. I got other important things going on right now. I don't, I can't do that right now. And then he, he was like yelling at me and I'm like, oh, you know, sorry, you're going to have to figure out another way to deal with that. And then next thing you know, he phones his boss and then his boss phones my boss. Yeah. Anyway, and I, I just went in and explained to my, I think eventually I, I ended up being forced to go do it anyway. Mm -hmm. but, I, but like until, until the point where my boss basically said, you know, you have to go do it. I was sticking to my guns and like saying, no, like I've, I've done my planning. I've done my priorities. What they want me to do has nothing to do with what's important to me or my job now. So it's, it's in my boss's uh, 
purview to change the priorities of my job. So that's fine. So once he said, no, you have to do that. Okay. That's fine. Things change. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I love this because this, this really changed the way I approach my job. Yeah. And I don't want to say people stopped coming to me for stuff, but um, people got the message pretty quickly. Like if I wasn't just going to, you know, subordinate what was, you know, what I was working on to go and, and do their, whatever they wanted me to do at, on a whim, which I used to probably, and a lot of people uh, would have done. So. Well, they were probably in quadrant one, right? Yeah. They were in crisis mode and tried to solve problems and you were their go-to. So, and you're yeah. like, oh no, I'm over here in quadrant three. I'm helping you out, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I truly did try to live in quadrant two. Uh, in quadrant two, I mean, yeah. Important and not urgent, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's and what's yeah, I can't I can't remember what I think I was I think it, I made I actually made some notes which I haven't done up until now. But when we were when I was trying to look in terms of relation to things, um, in on page one seventy nine and talking the whole urgent and important thing, mm. and it's exactly that urgent to me seems like outside, and important. Is, and the example you gave is exactly that. So the urgent was coming from them. It's it's outside. It's outside of what you had seen as priorities and towards your vision, your goals, your whatever, and the importance to you. That's you know you've already determined. So that's the inside part. Yeah. Um, that's what it, that's what it looks like. And what what I see in that is in your example, Greg is is also the uh, the you know, horizontalness, there's no more the hierarchical structure mm. that, you know, generally rules in most organisations and cross-organisations as well. If organize, It's like B2B stuff sort of thing. Yeah. And, and, and again, it's, it's, it's not even about whether you ended up, I'm thinking, doing the job anyway. It's, it's something, because that, that would sort of, be answered by you know your disliking is subordinated to the strength of your purpose the purpose here would be you know you know you let, let i'm going to say it in very poor words let's say sticking to your guns yeah. you know you've got stuff to do that's the way it is and also but you've also created ground you know for anything that could be perceived as your future failure in executing one job or another because you've simply said you know hey guys i've got so much stuff going on here so a bit like the other example that he gave you know um kobe was saying he wanted to get some people to he wanted to get his whatever guy to do some extra stuff for him because he was feeling pressured and the guy just said well yeah you just tell me which of this other stuff Not you don't do. want me to do no problem yeah. no problem at all yeah and i'll do that so like it and that I think we'll come on to it. It's that's you know the win win. Yeah. It's just perfect. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Well, I used to think of it as uh these quadrants like uh, rather than four things, I used to look at it as firefighting versus fire prevention. And yeah. I was in the fire prevention business. So I would I was building processes and systems and things to prevent fire. Now, if the fire was out of control, raging, okay, that's urgent and important. You got to go deal with that fire. But if it's just a little fire burning over there that can be ignored, I wouldn't get sucked into it. I'd be over here going, no, no, like I'm, I'm figuring out how to prevent those fires from ever starting again, ever, so we don't have to deal with them. 
So like I'd come up, came up with all kinds of things in our, the way we planned ads and did our pricing and all the, all the things that downstream became problems. Yeah. I figured out how to do, come up with an upstream solution for it. And that's kind of, as I'm saying these words out loud, that's maybe so I'm seeing this connection between what we talk about yeah. and coaching with upstream and downstream. Yeah. You know, quadrant two is really the upstream kind of solution to problems versus uh, being downstream. So, you know, worrying about the content of our thoughts downstream yeah. versus understanding the nature of thought um, kind of upstream. And also there's something about the the relevance of the word important anyway, mm. because again, that is a completely personal point of view. Yeah, very. It remains as a point of view. It's not. It's not in. At least each each and every one of us will have our own pair of goggles around the word important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we the, have our own separate reality of what's important. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which Covey perhaps doesn't address as such. Yeah. But, but but he does indeed sort of point to it, I think. You know. The other I highlighted here under living it on page the end of page 190 and leading into 191, it says your principal center, your self-awareness, and your conscience end can provide a high degree of intrinsic security guidance and wisdom to empower you to use your independent will and maintain integrity to the truly important. And I just thought of that, you know, like when you know who you really are, there's nothing, there's no better intrinsic security (laughs) than that. Um, Yeah. When I wrote down there and I didn't highlight it, so I can't find it. Um, It's on page 191 and it says, um, uh, expectations are often a reflection of the social mirror rather than our values and priorities. And mm-hmm. I think if we think about that from from a, a principles behind clarity perspective and people we work with, when 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 we're sitting with people and they're up in their heads and stressed about things, it's typically not coming from a place of you know, I'm I'm positioning around my values and priorities it's something about what what is out there it's the the expectations of other people the shoulds the story the you know we were talking earlier about our stories and and how that's how they've come with us and so I think all of that whereas that's if if we turn that around um it's that goes from outside to totally 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 inside I wish I could find the point in the page which I can well, there it is, yeah. Down at the bottom of page 191, I see parents, particularly mothers with small children, frustrated in their desire to accomplish a lot because they all, all they seem to do is meet the needs of little children all day. Remember, the frustration is a function of our expectations and our expectations are a reflection of the social mirror rather than our own values and priorities. Yeah. And to me, that as well points in, in this example, again, how I get the impression that Stephen Covey doesn't realize what he's saying when he says values, mm. like, and how inside they really are. 
if not in a way they're beyond and the very fact that he gives them the name values places them actually I think in our minds somewhere else but that's what he's talking about because mm. I'm I'm kind of thinking in this example particularly that most likely if you have children that you're running around after all day it's because they are indeed the highest priority in the most natural biological sense of the word like they can't be anything else mm. but because they are your children and it would be so easy with the ex expectations like social mirror social media even let's say you know you the women let's say the example you know woman's got to go to work now and she's got to put her value out there just like the men and do all this stuff and there may be a true economic need as well but they become the expectations mm. so of course you're going to get you're going to get back on the rumble strips mm. oh my god what am i doing you know mm -hmm. kids and i've got to go to work and then you get really angry with the kids and so so it goes so on it goes, you know? yeah. yeah the, the typical yeah. parent losing control getting angry yeah. the kid doesn't have control <laughs> yeah yeah, so clear. There's a distinction he makes here about uh, partway down on 191. Uh, you simply can't think efficiency with people. You think effectiveness yeah. with people and efficiency with things. Yeah, um, because I, you know, particularly when you're managing people or working with people, giving them time, like you can't. I remember when I so I left my company of 11 years, my first, you know, the second company I worked for, but the biggest part of my career early on. And I had an exit interview with this HR person who was brand new to the business. And so I go in and I literally was in the middle of like a sentence and she's like, Oh, our time's up. And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, yeah, I only had whatever 15 minutes for this meeting and it's over. So thanks for your feedback. And I'm like, well, you know, this is a great microcosm of why I'm leaving oh. this company. Oh, wow. This is the way yeah. you treat people in their exit interview. Like, yeah. it was, uh, it was the exact, like the poster child example of treating a person with efficiency when you should have been treating them mm. with effectiveness. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that's a very good distinction. I like that. Yeah, and I have a um, similar example. I um, I strangely answered a unknown number, which I usually don't do because it's usually somebody trying to sell something to me, and I usually just ignore it. For some reason I answered this one, and I um, I have a subscription to a like a consumer friendly mag that sort of tells me data about prices and which is the best washing machine to buy. I can't remember what the equivalent is in the UK. There was something, I don't know, it was Witch magazine or something Witch. like that. Yeah, something like that equivalent. Um, and she said, oh, did you know? Because, okay, um, and to all of those who you are listening, um, my economical situation this year is not so good. The <laughs> state has set out for people on the lower income bracket um, like little bonuses or for your electricity and gas, actually, for a lot of people, given the Russia-Ukraine situation, yeah. prices have gone up ridiculously. So there's some kind of state help for certain in income brackets. Yeah, we have the same thing here. 
yeah okay so I rang up so okay and she said okay look did you know this was and, and I and I said you know no well, I didn't actually thank you very much for telling me so what am I going to do now oh she said well, you know are you a member of uh, this magazine and I said well yes actually I am I think she was plugging the membership but not cut her short because I already am a member um I already subscribe she said okay well you can ring this number and they'll give you advice of how to do that so I did that so I well, thank you very much and I don't sometimes there's some things I don't understand in the process you know exactly what Italian bu bureaucracy is extraordinarily complicated sometimes so I was trying to get very clear on it because this was like really useful to me. <laughs> Greg, the lady did the same thing after five minutes. She said, oh, I've got to take the next call now. <laughs> but what I, oh, I'm sort of, you know, literally I was halfway through the sentence and she just, that was it. Thank you very much. Good morning. I'm going, what? <laughs> oh. But what was the wonderful thing about it? So, right. Well, you know, in my, I'm in my power, mm. you know, to do anything with this. Ignore it, continue paying high electricity bills, go and find somebody else who can deal with it. Ring again. I'll probably speak to somebody else, but I'll already have a bit of information. Yeah. So I'll get another get bit of information. back in the queue for another five minutes. Them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I actually realized that I had a whole series of options knowing that I'm in my full power, honest to God, to do anything I want. Um, and so so again, and this is thanks to Stephen Covey, it's thanks to Jamie Smart that that I'm I'm now in a position to do that. It's it really is empowering. Yeah. You know, and and, and this the these the habit three in some way speaks to that, you know, put mm. first things, okay, well what is it that I, you know, mm. end in mind. What's the first thing I need to do mm. here? Yeah. And the first thing that I needed to do here was knowing that until I get this thing solved, it's going to be on my mind. So it becomes priority because I'm not going to be effectively able to carry out my other daily duties and things to do until this thing is solved. So I got back on the phone mm. and carried until I got it sorted. Thanks. So, yeah. yeah. So lovely. Well, the way you were just articulating example. that reminded me of, of Jamie's whole thing of, you know, what is the 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 either the first step or the next step you need to take? Yeah. And yeah. just just worry about that next step. Yeah. And yeah. it sometimes got nothing to do with your final goal or outcome. Yeah. You know, it's like ringing up the electricity board, doing yeah. that. Let's do that first. Yeah. Yeah. And can you remember, Greg, as well, that the, and I was with you on one of Jamie's and we were, you know, what's the next step? And we got into little groups, Lynn, to talk mm. about the next step. And I just said to Greg, I'm going to cancel everything for a yeah, week. That's right. What's <laughs> my next step? Yeah, there you go. And then you had the, the most productive week ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wisdom in action. Yes. <laughs> The, one of the I know we don't we're going to run out of time I think so the next okay. thing I um I I went to was on page one ninety two under advances of the fourth generation mm. um mm. I, down towards the bottom of the second paragraph he he starts with 
when a higher value conflicts with what you've planned, it empowers you to use yourself. <laughs> Just exactly to that, Elaine, actually. Um, it empowers yeah. you to use your self-awareness and your conscience to maintain integrity. The principles and purpose you've determined are most important. Yeah. And then he says, instead of using a roadmap, use your you're using a compass. And to me, that just absolutely spoke to inner wisdom and, yeah. you know, listening to uh, ourselves and everything that we know. And which is uh, your reaction to that lady's call. Your reaction could have been anything. Yeah. It could have been any amount of annoyance or whatever feelings, but you're, you know, you totally um, and, to and I'll tell you what it would have been. It's like, oh, she just doesn't understand me. And I'd have mm. gone back into, it's not fair she maybe didn't pick up on my accent and she should have known that sometimes these things are difficult for me. And, to, and, and then like, she doesn't yeah. realize I'm getting on, you know, she needs to speak. A bit. <laughs> All this stuff would have come out, all of it. Yeah. yeah. And then I'd kind of, I'd have, what I'd have done is shuffled off and, you know, gone into my own room kind of thing and felt miserable about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. In the interest of time, shall we leave it there? Yeah. I think, so. I think that was uh a great discussion. I loved that yeah. we were in, in a chapter that I thought might be difficult to connect back to clarity. I did. I did back to too. the principles. I think. Uh, I think we did a pretty damn good job. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you.